0: Welcome back. Time to uh, tune into Sales Pipeline Radio. Grab your board, catch a wave, and see if you can uh, see if you can see that blue wave or red wave uh, developing right over the horizon there. You know, I know we don't talk politics much in this show, Matt, but I do think it's important for people to know that more and more people around the country, having listened to this podcast, are starting to write your name in for everything. There go.
1: That is a scary, scary notion, Paul. I think that is, um, we, th- we are we are clearly doing something wrong here. We think that that is a good idea. Uh, yeah, we are going to avoid politics on this show. I will only say that uh, I am I am proud to live in a country where we can each vote, and where we each get a say in what happens here and there you go. who our leaders are and the direction we're going to go and the decisions we make. And so, you know, if uh, if you believe strongly one way or another, I don't care. Just get out there and vote.
0: And whatever happens, Sales Pipeline will be here to support you.
1: The Sales Pipeline is eternal we are we are this is a bipartisan sales pipeline radio so thank you everyone for joining us on the first sales pipeline radio of q4 for those of you in their calendar fiscal year we halloween is over we're putting away the cobwebs and we're starting from scratch and uh, we are heading into november heading into december uh gonna finish the year strong if you're joining us live on the funnel media radio network thanks so much for joining us the uh we're we're joined by live listeners at work every week and excited to have you with us if you're joining us with the podcast, thanks so much for subscribing. We are, uh, we are. I think we're over 40,000 subscribers now on the podcast. It's been crazy, and it's been really, really exciting to watch. So thanks so much, everyone, for listening to us. And every episode of uh, Sales Pipeline Radio, past, present, and future, is always available at salespipelineradio.com. Very, very excited to have our guest today. We are featuring every week some of the best and brightest minds in B2B sales and marketing. Today is no different. I don't think it's a big stretch to say this is the hardest-working man in B2B sales, at least B2B sales training. Uh, He is constantly on the road, trading some of the largest organizations in the country. He is the author of nine, count them, Paul, nine books, including this year's new book, Objections, The Art and Science of Getting Past No. I am uh, honored and thrilled to have with us today Jeb Blount. Jeb, thanks so much for joining us.
2: Uh, Thank you for having me on. And just I need to say this straight out. Jeb for president. You can vote for me. I'll help you keep your pipeline full that's fine jeb for
1: president he'll keep your pipeline full that is literal and a metaphor it counts for everything i mean think about this i i tell people all the time like life is a pipeline right you're looking for a spouse you're looking for an apartment uh whatever it is like you treat it like a pipeline it's a better way of thinking about things so uh, jeb where where in the wide world are you calling from today because i'm i'm pretty sure it's not from home
2: i'm not at home i'm i'm working on my tent book and i'm holed up in a cabin Uh, Overlooking the beautiful uh, Lake Rayburn in northwest or northeast Georgia
1: that's not a bad way to do it well I you know there's so many different directions we could take this with you um, but I want to make sure we talk about a few things that I know are near dear to your heart you have written like I said nine books uh, several bestsellers specific to sales sales leadership sales strategy and I want to talk about the more recent book objections because I think um, you know as as selling gets harder as our prospects get busier as it gets more difficult to get yes from prospects that in some cases need what you're selling but have a hard time getting out of their own way Talk about why this book was so prescient to be your next book this
2: year. Well, it's, it's the one thing that everyone in sales faces is objections. Objections, uh, maybe a better way to say it, there's democracy in objections, if we want to continue on the, the, uh, the, the voting uh, process, I guess, conversation. But uh, there's democracy there. Everybody faces them. You, you get objections when you prospect, you get objections when you ask for next steps, you get objections when you ask people to buy, and no one's immune. So it doesn't make a difference what you sell. It doesn't make a difference if you're short cycle, long cycle. If you're enterprise, if you're less complex, it doesn't make a difference if you're an SDR or you're an AE or you have full desk. It doesn't matter. Every single person themselves is going to face objections. So it's important that you understand how to deal with them and get past them so that you can be successful in your role. And Jeb, when I was reading
1: this book, I mean, clearly it's a great resource for sales professionals, business development professionals. But I had a hard time thinking of anybody in a professional environment that wouldn't benefit from this methodology. You know, you're applying for a job, you're trying to get a raise, you know, you're trying to sort of navigate a variety of professional obstacles. It seems like the methodologies in this book really do apply to a wide variety of people throughout the, the enterprise.
2: I think, and I think it goes beyond that. I think it, I think it applies to people from all walks of life if you if you just if you take the first part of the book that really focuses on how do you deal with the rejection how do you ask for things how do you you know reduce resistance people that you're asking how do you become rejection proof take anything that you do if you're a college kid and you're walking in trying to get your professor to improve your grade you have to be able to ask people for things and deal with uh, the the potential of an objection or rejection if you're an entrepreneur asking for money. So I wrote the book primarily for B2B salespeople, but the surprising thing about the book is how many people are reading it that are not necessarily in sales, but they still have to ask for things and they have to get people to say yes to them. So I think that that no matter where you are, these techniques work and they're important for you. And the back of the half of the book gets a little bit deeper into, you know, how do you deal with objections in particular in the sales process itself. Honored to have with us this week on Sales Popper Jeb Blount.
1: He is the author of nine books, including the new book, Objections, literally catching him. He is, uh, he's off in the hinterlands working on book number 10. Uh, and you can check out more, Jeb, if, talk about the hardest work of man in, 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 uh, in sales and uh, sales training. Uh, nine books, Sales Gravy University. If you go to salesgravy.com, you can get a ton of great insights and great information from Jeb. You get his books, his articles, his videos. Uh, you can subscribe to get some of his latest training uh, via email just at salesgravy.com. And, Jeb, I don't think I've actually ever asked you this question. Sales Gravy, I mean, it's a, it's a really cool brand. It's a fun brand. But wh- where did Sales Gravy come from?
2: Well, back in 2006 when I started the company, I was struggling to find a name. And the original name for my company was Sales Professionals Online, which was kind of lame and too long. So I started looking and looking and looking. And one day, uh, my family and I, we were on Captiva Island in South Florida, And we were having Thanksgiving dinner, and the waiter came by and poured gravy on my mashed potatoes. And it was in that moment that I was like, (laughs) oh, my God, that's the perfect name because I talk about it all the time. Like, if you keep your pipeline full, you get gravy. Like, you know, things fall out of the sky that you didn't even expect. So I ran across the parking lot on Thanksgiving Day 2006. It was out in the middle of nowhere on Captiva Island, so I had to go to the front office, the front desk and make the lady move off the computer so I could get online and register the name because I was afraid that as I was thinking about it, someone else would get it. So that's how I got the name.
1: I love it. It's very unique. It's very memorable, and it's, uh, it's worked for you really well. Well, he, you know, the, the, of, of all the topics you cover, I feel like in your content, in your videos, and if you haven't checked out Jeb's videos, you know, make sure you check out. He does a great set of videos that you can find on his website, salesgravy.com, as well as on LinkedIn. You talk a lot about prospecting. Uh, and, you know, one of your books, I so you, you think your, your book from a couple of years ago called F- uh, Fanatical Prospecting. Talk about why this has been such a mantra for you and, you know, what you see in the field that makes it such that we have to reinforce this topic again and again?
2: Well, the number one reason for failure in sales is an empty pipeline. And the number one reason why people have an empty pipeline is that they're not prospecting. And if you look at businesses as a whole, so the companies that we work with, and when when they've got sales or top line problems, 80% of it's either because they're not getting stuff into the pipe or they're not effectively advancing things through the pipe by getting micro commitments and next steps. And prospecting is a big piece of that. Now, if we get deeper into this, if we start thinking about dealing with objections, a great deal of your ability to deal with an objection, the, the, the thing that impacts it the most, is emotional control. So in every sales conversation, the person who exerts the greatest amount of emotional control typically has the highest probability of getting the outcome that they desire. Let's just say that you're standing in front of a prospect and they give you an objection to moving to a next step or they give you a buying commitment objection If you have an empty pipeline and you desperately need the deal, you're going to have a lot harder time getting past that objection just because you lack the emotional acuity to stand there and be assertive and confident in the face of that objection and effectively handle it. But if you have a full pipeline, if you've got tons of, of deals in your pipeline, you have so much more emotional control. And this is, this is where I think we, we, we miss sometimes and don't understand the connection between prospecting and sales process. Prospecting is asking for time and, and the sales process is asking for a series of commitments. And when you have a full pipeline, you become much better at asking for those commitments, getting past objections and effectively becoming a better negotiator, which improves your price, pr- improves your margins and improves your terms and conditions.
1: Now, Jeb, as you and I both know, you know, in the in the B two B modern sales and marketing literature, the term prospecting and let alone cold calling and using the phone have sometimes become dirty words, and people assume that it's kind of passe. Uh, I love watching, you know, you and Anthony and Mark and others sort of answer that question, and, I, and I'm really excited about what you guys have done with your conference. Can you talk a little bit about? Outbound, uh, is your perspective on outbound is, is related to prospecting and pipeline development, but also talk about outbound the conference and what people can look forward to uh, next year.
2: Yeah, it's funny. You know, we talk about you know cold calling being bad, and I've got a sales team, and uh, and we're my company, Salesforce, we're what we what you would you call a hyper growth company. We're doubling in size every single year, and we're growing exponentially, um, both in terms of people and in terms of our our revenue. And so much of it's driven by cold calling. As, as much as we drive inbound marketing, and I believe in inbound marketing, and I believe in content marketing, just like you do, and the things that you talk about and teach are fundamental to driving pipe. On the flip side of that, we know that outbound prospecting, uh, combined with inbound marketing, is really, really powerful. Like it's it's just it's rocket fuel for your for your top line. And when you talk about outbound, my, my, my team's doing cold calls right now for outbound. And yesterday, we sold 50 tickets for outbound just on cold calls. We just call people up. We're interrupting in the middle of the day, and we're selling outbound tickets. And we do this every single day. And it's, a, it's incredible from... From military recruiting, I was uh, with the Texas National Guard last week, and uh, we had a group of recruiters in the room, and we did two 30-minute phone blocks, and, uh, and we set 199 appointments on cold calls. Outbound prospecting is powerful, and the reason that we built the outbound conference was because businesses are, sh- are struggling with this. And I, I hate to use the word passe. I don't think anybody ever wanted to do outbound prospecting. It's just, it's just that we've accepted that. And so many businesses have accepted it, and so many people have accepted it. And then there's a, a whole group of people that couldn't sell their way out of a paper bag who have found, a, you know, an, an avenue to talk about why they don't want to prospect on social media. And most of it's just plain noise. And smart companies, smart organizations understand that you've got to you've got to drive pipe, you've got to drive um, your your productivity through the through the, the sales process, and you've you've got to make sure. Um, That you are prospecting to do all, you know, to to, to pull everything through, and it's not about cold calling or not cold calling. It's about all of the above. It's about using every resource at your, at at your disposal, whether it's a you know a telephone prospecting call, whether it's text messaging, social media, email, um, inbound, no matter what it is, and when you use all that in combination, you win. And that's why we built the outbound conference. So this year at the outbound conference, uh, this will be our third year. We'll have twelve hundred people. Uh, at the conference, uh, we've we've already sold 300 tickets, and it's you know the end of October or first day of November, and we've sold out our last two years. Uh, it's we call it the rock show of sales of the sales profession because it really is. We even have a fog machine, so it's awesome. And uh, and we have you know this year, what's what's really I love to see is that that we're getting teams that are buying, you know, 20, 30 tickets at a time. So we've, um, we've sold 300 tickets and, uh, at least, I don't know, half of those tickets, I would say are companies who have bought tickets for their entire sales team. So they're bringing everybody in. It's a big deal. So we've expanded to uh, a three day conference, two main stages, 21 speakers, and, uh, and then a full day of, uh, of training sessions on the third day. So it's, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun this year we're, we're having a good time with it and thank you for asking
1: yeah of course you guys do a great job with this conference if you want to learn more about the outbound 2019 conference is in april at the georgia world congress center in atlanta uh, just check out outboundconference.com we'll put that link in the show notes for this uh web this uh, podcast episode as well we got to take a quick break pay a couple bills we'll be right back we got more questions with jeb blount ceo of gray sales gravy this is sales pipeline radio mm-hmm.
0: Are you tired of sending sales emails and wondering if anybody ever even opened them? Well, if so, you need a new service called MailTag. It's a Chrome browser extension for your Gmail that allows you to track your emails in real time. You receive alerts right away on your desktop as soon as your emails are read. And as a special thank you for being a listener of this podcast, we've teamed up with MailTag to provide you guys with special discount Just use the promo code HINZ, H-E-I-N-Z, and you can get, you ready for this, 50% off for life. How's that for a political promise here? 50% off for life. Be sure to check out MailTag.io. And remember, it's MailTag.io to start your completely free 14-day trial. Try it first. If you like it, put in the code, get 50% off for life. No credit card required, and if you can't remember all this and write it down quick enough, The link is always in the show notes.
2: The way we do business is advancing faster than ever before. Yet amongst the disruptions, there's one pillar that stays standing through it all. The power of a relationship. Relationships are at the core of everything. So how are today's organizations developing, nurturing, and leveraging them to drive success? Download the new research report on the state of relationship marketing and learn how your team can bridge the gaps between relationships and revenue. Download your free report at HeinzMarketing.com. That's
0: H-E-I-N-Z marketing.com. And remember that as you uh, listen to the second half of this interview with Matt and his guests that a vote for these guys is a vote to make your sales pipeline great again. Just want to tell you that, so...
1: Make sales pipeline great. That's a, I don't know what that <laughs> uh, that comes out to in terms of an acronym, but uh, you know I appreciate. Um, we have hats.
0: We're working on hats for that. Too and everything, So we'll Yeah, you know.
1: appreciate appreciate a sponsor of the show MailTag.io. You mentioned them. Love what they're doing. If you are on Gmail and want a great tool, very simple, easy to use and powerful tool to help manage uh, follow up with your prospects. Really anybody you're emailing with, definitely check out MailTag.io. Next couple weeks, we got some great guests coming up. We got Jeffrey Gittimer next week. He is the the king of sales. Uh, I'm sure if you are in sales. You've read some of his material. Very excited to have him on the show. Coming up in the next couple of weeks, we've also got David Primer. He's uh, the he's a, a fairly new consultant. He's been in B2B sales for a long time. Where he's going to talk about the topic of cerebral selling. But we have a few more minutes here today with Jeb Blount. He is the CEO of Sales Gravy, author of several sales books, including uh, this year's bestseller, Objections. And speaking of cerebral selling, Jeb, I know your book right before this one was Sales EQ, and you were talking a little bit about, you know, uh, controlling the, the your emotions and controlling uh, sort of you know how well you manage the sale, manage the conversations. Talk a little bit about what was behind sales eq and the, the messages there.
2: Yeah you know sales eq was essentially the plug-in for Challenger and you know which which is a good methodology but sadly has ruined several sales teams and say several lots of sales teams just because it left out the emotional connection. You 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 can't Use the Challenger methodology if you don't have a relationship. If you if you don't understand how to control your emotions, so that you can impact the emotions and behaviors of other people. So when I st- set out the right sales EQ, it was just to answer that question, so that sales organizations could actualize some of the methodologies that were in Challenger. And really, what it be- has become is we have entire sales organizations at multinational companies that are adopting sales EQ which is sales-specific emotional intelligence because they understand that sales is inherently emotional uh, and it is emotional on the buyer's side and it's emotional on the salesperson's side. And it's not just enough to tell you that you have to control and manage your emotions. You have to have frameworks and techniques and processes so that inside the sales process, as a sales professional, as a leader, as a coach, and as an organization, that you're setting yourself up to gain that emotional control and, and the ability to influence and persuade other people while you're delivering insight, while you are challenging status quo, and while you're advancing your stakeholders through the sales process, and while they're advancing through their buying process.
1: Jeb, is the ability to do that, is that inherited? Is that learned? You know, How do you, if you don't really have that kind of, I guess, empathy today, uh, is that something you can learn or get better at?
2: Yeah, well, one thing we know when we think about empathy is the data tells us that self-professionals who have a, who are lower on the empathy scale, who, have, who are more self-centric, over time have a tendency to outperform self-people who are higher on the empathy scale. And, and, and now this is interesting science because it's, and it's good stuff, but the reason is, is not because they're better in the sales process. The reason is, is that salespeople who are lower on the empathy scale or are more likely to pick up a phone or walk in the door or interrupt someone's day and ask for time. The problem is is that the, the, the salespeople who are lower on the empathy scale, those people who are naturally self-centric, they do really, really well in transactional sales or really short-cycle sales, and they begin to fail dramatically as the complexity and the length of the sales grows. So people who are higher on the empathy scale are much better at the enterprise level than people who are lower on the empathy scale so the question is how do you balance that out and and it, it really comes down to uh, to one one of the key pieces is awareness so it's helping people be become aware of how they they interact with the world how they interact with people because if you are lower on the empathy scale you can learn what we call dual process which is the ability to step into your prospect's shoes and and be empathetic and at the same time not lose Sight of the outcome that you're you're driving for that particular meeting, and if you're if you're higher on the empathy scale, we can teach you how to be more outcome driven, so that at the end of meetings you're setting the next step, and at the and and you're able to set up appointments and do prospecting to fill up the pipeline. And this this is emotional intelligence, but it, when we say self-specific, it's focused primarily on the relationship that you have between a a seller and a buyer, not necessarily how emotional intelligence, say, applies to being a parent or being a leader. And we know that emotional intelligence is something that you can learn and something that you can grow. Now, that's not to say that there are people who should not be in the sales profession. There are. If you're a psychopath, or you're super narcissistic this may not be the right place for you and if you are hyper empathic in other words if you can feel the vibration of trees and if someone says boo you run away this may not be the right place for you but most people are someplace inside that spectrum and they absolutely can learn how to uh, improve their emotional intelligence Either to be more outcome-driven, so that they can they can they can are you know influence the 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 actions of other people. So when they make a request, they get the buyer to comply, or they can they can learn how to be more empathetic. In other words, listen a little better. Uh, step into their prospect shoes, understand things from their perspective, and build solutions around those things. They can learn that if they are lower on the empathy scale and We know this to be true because most people who you know are really good in sales they got there because they learned it through coaches and teachers and people who helped them and experience, which is one of the greatest teachers of emotional intelligence. I just don't want to wait 20 years for you to figure this out. I need to teach you quickly, which is why we have something called Self-EQ, uh, and we teach people how to build and grow those, those skills and techniques and processes.
1: Love it. Just have a few more minutes here with Jeb Blount, the CEO of Sales Gravy. So many great resources for you, available for free at salesgravy.com. And I want to go back to the idea of the, the fanatical prospecting, because I actually have I, I know a number of marketing leaders and demand gen folks that have read that book and and see it as a great opportunity to you know improve skill set for salespeople, but also look at that and say, okay, what can we do as a marketing organization to support this behavior and activity for the sales team? What would your feedback or what would your uh, recommendation be to marketing leaders, to demand generation leaders, to, you know, better enable the sales team to be more successful at prospecting?
2: I, I think that, I think a great deal of it is familiarity. So th- this is harder for smaller companies that it, than it is for larger companies. So if we, if we, if we look at familiarity from a, you know, a, a, the way human beings operate, we tend to engage People and companies uh, and do things that are more familiar to us than things that are less familiar to us. And this is why there's something called advertising. Advertising is a big part of marketing because the more I see a logo, the more I, I hear a message, the more likely I'm going to take a call from a salesperson who is asking me for time. So the big thing for marketers is building familiarity. Now, that can be done in bulk. So you're doing, um, you know, widespread bulk marketing, um, it, it, where you're, you're reaching out and you're just doing brand building so that your salespeople, the companies that you're simply calling, know who you are. And then when you get into to more enterprise-level sales where you've got really big deals on the line, it's account-based marketing that the the, the marketing organization is focusing in, on, on building familiarity and nurturing long-term relationships so that the enterprise salespeople are opening up the doors for these complex deals at exactly the right time. So they're, they're paying attention to window of opportunity. Then then obviously with, with so much data today and the, the ability of marketing to pull information out of the marketplace in, in ways that was, we couldn't even imagine 20 years ago, if marketers can provide the right type of insight, especially around when buying windows open, when there are trigger events that create an opportunity, can get that information in front of their salespeople can integrate that into the prospecting process, so that as we're building better lists and as we're using some of the really cool tools that are out uh, in the marketplace today, like one of my favorites is a, a company called Outreach. I just I love the tool; it's fantastic. Uh, if if I if my marketing group can build. The, the the insight that they're getting into building better lists that we drop into a tool like Outreach that allows us to operationalize for basically fanatical prospecting. If we can do that, all of a sudden we've, we're connecting marketing and sales in a in a way that is producing pipe. And clearly, we don't want to lose sight of content marketing and inbound marketing because because an inbound lead is fantastic. Someone raises their hand and says, "I want to I want to learn more about you." That's the the very best lead we can get and we want all of those that we that marketing can, can possibly produce
1: Absolutely. Well, hey, we uh, we could do this forever, but I need to let we need to get we need to get on to the next show here on the Funnel Media Network. And Jeb, we gotta let you get back to the hinterlands and uh, finish book number ten. So thanks so much to our guest today, Jeb Blount. He's the CEO of Sales Gravy. Definitely check out salesgravy.com. Uh all of his great books and free resources. Check out outboundconference.com. Highly recommend it if you are a sales professional. Join us next week. We got no more great guests coming up here to finish off two thousand eighteen. You can check out all episodes, including this episode on demand at salespipelineradio.com. For my great producer, Paul, this is Matt Hines. Thanks for joining us for another week of Sales Pipeline Radio.
0: You've been listening to Sales Pipeline Radio right here in the Funnel Radio Network, brought to you by Hines Marketing. For at work listeners, like you.